When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This Ma- is Mega Ran. This is Matt Mania. It is November the 19th, 2016. This is uh, our Survivor Series episode. And as I have been for the last three episodes and last two months, I'm joined by MC Lars. What up? Yo, it's the Scrubs who won. Yeah. Here on Matt, Matt Mania. You! So, um, we have been listening to the Violent J ICP autobiography over the last couple drives. And I gotta say, this thing is amazing. Uh, granted, I wasn't an ICP fan really growing up. Um, however, Lars has brought me in and got me down with all of the, you know, the sickness and the lore associated this book is great the audiobook especially violent j actually narrates it and um it's dope man where are we at right now in the book well you just got visions of the dark carnival they're about to release carnival of carnage and did you know he was an amateur wrestler and stuff but he didn't get past but he used to wrestle with some dudes who was backstage yo with him? it was crazy he was backstage with rob van dam and sabu when they were just starting off um, he, his first match, like his first card he was on, was with the Sheik and Boba Brazil headlining. Not the Iron Sheik, don't get it twisted. Nah, the real original Sheik, look him up. That, that's like a Violent J thing to do. But the book is so great because it's so like impersonal, like he's just he's just chatting with you, man. It feels like a, a conversation. Like so, Matt Mania. Uh, yeah, like Matt Mania. Uh, so I highly recommend it. It's called... Behind the Paint, the which true is, story which of Which is ICP. also a song, Behind the Paint. From Bizarre Bizarre. Yeah, might want to have to check that out as well. Um, also, I, shout out to Pokemon Sun. <laughs> Pokemon Sun? Um, I picked up the Pokemon Sun game last uh, a couple days ago. I just got my first starter, Rowlet. And um, I haven't had much time to play because last night's show in Portland was crazy. Yeah, thanks to everyone here in Portland. 300 people, nonstop smiles, and nonstop joyful hugs. And maybe a little alcohol, but... And a lot of CDs being knocked over by people <laughs> walking into the merch booth. But it was very friendly. Like, it wasn't like, you know, they weren't bad drunks. They were just super extra friendly drunks. So we got a lot of hugs, a lot of handshakes, a lot of... Um, a lot of photos. A lot of photos. A lot of people interrupting Mega Red, trying Usually. to talk to people. <laughs> Seven photos usually each time there was a photo session. Um, a lot of standing in the like walkways and that stuff like that. I like to just I don't know. Uh, you know I don't want to feel like a complainer here, but I just want people to follow basic rules of of human. What am I trying to say? Human decency. Decency. Have you seen the art of rap with Ice T? Yes, I have. There's a scene where he's interviewing. Q-tip, and this dude comes in and starts talking to him, and he goes, keep it moving, Pimpin, keep it moving. That's how I felt last night. Fools yeah. were not moving. Like, here's the thing. If there's a lot of people trying to buy CDs, and obviously there's like eight people behind you. Your story about your favorite Mega Man sub-villain can be, should be under four minutes. Turn around. If there's fools trying to buy stuff, we're not going to cut you off because we're nice and, like, we respect you guys coming to see us. Yes. But... If there's a fool behind you or eight fools behind you, your Mega Man story could be a minute and a half instead of ten minutes, bro. You could shorten it, you know. And sometimes I'll try to, I'll look up, like out of the corner of my eye, look at the line behind you forming. Just to kind of maybe make you look, you know. Like when there's like an explosion happening, you look like, you know, you do that. So I did that. And um, most people were oblivious. They wanted to tell me stories about how 
Uh, I heard some great stories though. Um, you yeah. were talking to an older uh, woman about MGK, and that was uh, that was interesting. His older, his first releases, she thinks are better than the, the ones on Bad Boy. <laughs> Here's a trick, Mega Rant. If okay. you turn around and someone has like a shirt that says like Cobra from GI Joe or something like that, you'd be like, oh well, yo, have you heard of GI Joe? They turn around, <laughs> then you talk to the person behind that person. Mm. Then you got two fools in the conversation. Then you got two at once. Then they're okay. chatting, and then you talk to the third person, and then you bring them all in. You're like, can I help you? And then you keep it moving. So pointing at people's shirts and saying like surprising things about them cuts off some extraneous Mega Man conversation. <laughs> well, I had a gentleman tell me he cried the first time he heard Splash Woman. And, uh, and that was a touching moment, man. And, uh, you know, at that point, I didn't feel right saying, all right, buddy, keep it moving, Pippin. You know? <laughs> we can all learn from Ice-T. But um, <laughs> have you seen the Geico commercial with Ice-T? No. Uh, they're outside of the lemonade stand. This girl's selling lemonade. And then you can't see Ice-T sitting behind the counter. And the lady comes up. And she's like, is that Ice-T? He's like, nah, it's lemonade. Can't you read? <laughs> That's very it's good. pretty brilliant. That's very good. Uh, shout out to Ice T. Um, also, shout out to the cast of Hamilton. I don't usually get too political, but I thought this was an inter- interesting thing, and we could relate it to ourselves. Um, apparently, Mike Pence visited Hamilton. Right? Did he have to pay a grand for the ticket? Man, I don't know, because that's a tough ticket to get. So, first of all, props to be able to even get that ticket. And um, the cast spoke to him i guess at the end they all like kind of said hey man we hope that you enjoyed this <clears throat> and um we hope that this will help you to you know give folks a fair shot you know what i mean well, something like that happens. he's leaving and then one of the leads goes hey we see you leaving but before you go we just want to let you know we're terrified about what's happening in this country we're terrified about your guys' policies please give people people of color and people of other uh, sexuality is a chance. We hope this has opened your eyes and we hope this has done something good. Something like that. Something like that. Okay, so it was nice, but they did kind of single him out, but he was leaving early, which is rude, especially for $1,000 tickets. But Yeah, I mean, what if his last name was Pounds, it'd be different, but he goes to England, Mike Pence. Yo, that's less than a dollar, son. Get yeah, out of here. You're, you're cheap, son. Nah, but um, yeah, so then this, this prompted booze from the crowd. Uh, so, Trump's tweet today was that the cast was rude to him and, and about the cast booing him or something and the cast didn't boo him or heckle him at all it was the crowd reacting which is what they are allowed to do did you see hot carl's post no he goes this is the first time in history that theater geeks have been called the bullies <laughs> tell me about it sorry to cut you off though no that's hilarious um i saw a tweet today from Deerhoof and was saying like as people who have been booed by tens of thousands before um we think that this campaign has extremely thin skin especially uh you know going to be in a position of power over this country in the next four years so what do you think about that Mm, i think that you just gotta be i think they're real really sensitive you know trump Mm -hmm. and pence and I mean, I didn't vote for him. Maybe some of the listeners did, and I don't want to disrespect their choices. But if you go to facebook.com slash msplars, I wrote a blog about how election night felt. And I think that um, it's just important that, you know, um, if you're going to be the president, you shouldn't get so mad if the cast of Hamilton tells your vice president to be fair to the future of America. I'm just saying. Yeah, it could have been worse. You know, Kanye said some worse things about presidents. And, um... You know, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Honestly, this is something that you should be able to take and brush off because you got a whole lot worse coming as far as criticism, you know, from the world. So, you know, keep it moving. And also, you know, there's not many presidents that are WWE superstars. You know, he could be the babyface playing the heel, mm. wrestling the heel. Was he the babyface or the heel in that wrestling Hence? match? No, no, Trump. Who are you talking about? Oh, Trump, Trump was, was definitely the heel. Oh, he was? But, and sometimes the heels win, you know? Oh, such as in think, this last election. Yes, I think heels win a lot of times, you know? I think that the heel, especially in this case, if Trump was the heel, the heel was more interesting. And a lot of times in wrestling, the heel is more interesting. He has more stories going on. You know, every day there was something new. So he definitely was the heel. Um... I feel like Hillary was the baby face, and sometimes baby face, they call them white meat baby face, because they're kind of bland. And I felt like, could you maybe agree with that, that Hillary was a little more bland than Trump during the election? Less charisma, you know? Yeah, America likes charisma. And now we gotta help America heal, now that we've elected the heal. Mm, true. H-E-A-L. 
True. Okay, last presidential thing. Um, I promise. Probably last thing I've ever mentioned politics-wise on this show. Um, Kanye West recently came out and said that he would have voted for Trump if he had voted. And that his people told him not to speak about it until after the election. Rounding a, uh, receiving a chorus of booze at his concert, which also people paid, I'm sure, hundreds of dollars to, uh, to attend. Any thoughts on that? Well, he wants a tax break. He's just looking out for his family. But I don't know if Trump has the African-American community in mind, so... No, and I think I've noticed the trend with African-American rich folks that tend to maybe uh, side or, or sympathize at least a little with Trump. And I feel like maybe, I don't know, people maybe feel like, and I'm choosing my words carefully here, but maybe they feel like, you know, their status kind of makes them exempt from being black, which it does not. And I'm going to end on that. All right, y'all. I got a great show. And um, we're talking about Survivor Series with my man Ellis Embet. Ellis is such an interesting character because not only is he a huge wrestling fan, he's a weightlifter. And he was made into a meme about wrestling. I don't know if you've ever seen this meme, but a couple years ago, Undertaker won. Uh, Undertaker lost his first WrestleMania match, and then they show like a shocked guy in the crowd, and he was the shocked Undertaker guy. And uh, so we're gonna talk about life after memeing because uh, I know a little bit about that. Uh, but most importantly, we're gonna give our Survivor Series predictions, and uh, the show is happening tomorrow. So make sure you're checking it out if you can. If not, you should be checking us out on in concert. Where are we gonna be tonight? Tonight we are in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Tomorrow we end the U.S. run in where? Eugene, Oregon. Oh, shoot. Then we have a week off for Turkey Day. We're going to get the lamb, ram, turkey, greens, all that good stuff. And then we go on up across the pond, mate, to the jolly old U.K. And first stop, Leeds. November 26th, Leeds. November 27th, Manchester. And we have no days off. Nottingham, Bristol. London, which is almost sold out. Birmingham, Glasgow, Scotland, Southampton. Bridgewater, Leicester, and where do we end? Swansea! Which is in the marine biologist's favorite country, Wales. That was me trying to do a humpback whale. Ooh! Yo, and when we go over there, there's gonna be a lot of people whose families have, centuries ago, helped invent the English language. We wanna thank them for that. Word up, thank you. Alright, so we're out of here. Um, make sure you are subscribing to Matt Mania on iTunes and all the proper channels. Um, go on and add MC Lars on the Twitters and the Facebooks. Go on and add me on those as well if you haven't. If you haven't, like really, what are you doing with your life? Also, check out our, um, Lars had a very, very great point, um, post on the election and post-election and how we all feel. And Mega Rand did too. Thank you. I uh, felt compelled to speak. So, um, but don't worry, I won't make a habit of, of political talk, but, um, Sometimes you just gotta do it. This is, this is one of those times. Alright, what a time to be alive. And uh, it's Survivor Series Talk with Ellis. I'll see you in a minute. It's Matt Mania. Ring the bell. Bing, 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 bing. Welcome to Matt Mania episode 33. Here we go. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Mega Rant, and I'm here joining you for another episode of Matt Mania. This is our Survivor Series uh, episode. We are going to be going through the card. But I say we because I have a guest. My special guest, Ellis Embet, is here. Ellis, are you there? I am here. All right. So I understand you are commuting right now. Uh, and uh, one thing I know about D.C. area traffic is that it sucks. I think it's the <laughs> probably the absolute worst traffic I've ever experienced in my life. So uh, sorry about that. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Thank you for your condolences. But uh, this is like a Snickers commercial, not going anywhere for a while. Um, so mm. here we are. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before I go into what we're going to be talking about, I always like to get to know you and get the audience to kind of uh, get to figure out a little bit of who Ellis is. So tell us, if you will, your relationship with wrestling as long as you can remember and uh, and where it is today. Oh, uh man i think i remember the first match i saw i think uh i think it was uh oh i think it was this a virus series match mm. and hacksaw hacksaw jim duggan was wrestling 
Oh gosh, maybe I don't remember. See, it's been a part of my life, all, like all of my life. My uh, my mom, my family's from West Africa, okay. so uh, there's a lot of working involved. But the only time we got to sit down and enjoy each other's company was while watching wrestling. Hmm. And my grandmother watched me, and when I would, when we would watch wrestling together, she would overreact and say, this is real, or they're throwing the snake and she'll freak out, you know? <laughs> and she'll speak in the, you know, in her native language. And and it to for us, it was just entertainment and a place for us to sit down and just watch, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I've been, it just, watching wrestling kind of reminds me of good times with family. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I just, I guess it's just a habit I've kept up. So it was part of my childhood. My mom, my dad used to take me to live shows. And then as I got older, um, I kept following following it. I dropped off a little bit during the Attitude Era because that was back when they left Superstars and then went to Raw. And then the people who didn't have cable couldn't watch it. Mm. You know, that, that struggle right there in high school. So... Um, so I uh, friends kept me up to date with wrestling, but like right now I'm 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 still into it. I follow it as much as I can. I watch a lot of the network, a lot of network, uh, and um, I I watch Raw. I don't actually watch SmackDown. Interesting. I was going to ask your opinion of both, but I think that. Um, all of us and everybody I interview and talk to usually has the same story where they're they're in it for a while and then they're out for various reasons. Usually it's cable or things like that that kind of either get people in or get people out. Uh, I remember I was lucky to be in college during the uh, the Monday Night Wars and all that, and having cable in my in our dorm rooms, and that's the only reason I was able to watch. And I would flip back and forth like constantly, and um, and ironically the network tv didn't work well it was cable that worked perfectly but i couldn't get network tv so when smackdown started i couldn't watch it so i've probably watched significantly less smackdown in my life than raw for that reason and uh and then once the brand split happened the first time i think it kind of lost me just because certain you know characters and stories that i loved were were then split uh and so it took me a long time to kind of get back into it, and now I try to watch both mainly because it's a different story. But I, I do agree that the network is is kind of uh, saving my life right now. I do I do a lot of going back to classic stuff and uh, reliving those moments. Um, I got a little like a little bit, whew, like I gasped a little bit when you said you stopped watching around the Attitude Era. I'm like that was like the best stuff. Well, you see, but I understand. Uh, it was high school. I mean, like, even though I didn't watch it, people still talked about it. Like, I, I would watch tapes. Uh, I had this friend actually record VHS um, on VHS for me uh, some episodes. Mm. So I was like, oh, I'm ca- okay. I know what's happening. And then, yeah, I mean, um, it it was tough, you know. But uh, eventually, so, somehow, some way, I still got to watch a number of the pay per views. Mm. But it, it was part of high school. Like you picked, you know, I'm Nation of Domination. I know I'm NWO. Yeah, you know. And, and I'm like, do you even know what that means? No, no, don't. Love it. Oh wow, yeah, we were the same way, man. I I love that stuff. Okay, so today you say that your relationship, I, I would imagine, is pretty strong with it. You still catch it whenever you can. Um, so you haven't seen a lot of SmackDown since the brand split. So I so I'm a weightlifter. So mm-hmm. I train Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't. I'm actually training during SmackDown. Mm. So if I get out early, I'll watch the tail end. And each time I caught the tail end, I'm like, oh, I miss John Cena. <laughs> like I've never caught. I caught myself saying that loud. I was like, my wife turned to me and said, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, I think I miss him." <laughs> like so, like. From what I've seen, I wouldn't mind watching Raw. Uh, no, watching SmackDown over Raw. It's just that I can't watch a full episode of SmackDown because I train. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the best thing about the brand split is that it, it did kind of stop the overexposure of certain superstars, Cena included, where now when they, when they do appear, it's a big deal. I mean, I don't know right. if Raw has the equivalent of that, but I think... 
Cena making those appearances once in a while, or when when I go to live shows, him popping up after they go off air, is always exciting to me. And uh, yeah. and it it wouldn't have been two years ago, you know. I'd have been like, ah, oh, here we go again, you know. So I think that's probably the number one success that they've managed to uh, to pull off out of this. And in addition to letting you know some younger guys get get a lot more TV time, I think that those are the two major successes. I think. Uh, the and the cruiserweights, yeah. I mean, we got some we got some good stuff happening right now. Yeah. All right, so let's address the elephant in the room, so to speak. And uh, I have to address this because this is the only way that I know of you. And uh, Ellis, you are widely known from the internet as shocked Undertaker guy. Now, uh, I just want to briefly uh, get a story from you explaining kind of what happened and if anything what this has done to your existence since then um so i went to wrestlemania 30 Mm -hmm. uh i saved for a travel package for an entire year actually over a year um my wife bought me tickets to wrestlemania 29 as a you know a random gift present um, but uh, all because it was local, it was in New York. Mm-hmm. But I was saving for thirty for about a year and a half. So uh, I bought a travel package. I bought it the very second it went on sale, and I got front row seats to WrestleMania. And um, and so we we go. I go to this event, and I'm sitting there, and I everyone's rooting for who they you know who your favorites are. And, um, so here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm a big Triple H fan. Okay. Which makes me not a Taker fan. Hmm. Okay. So, oh, because he beat Triple H a right. lot. Right. It's not cool. Like, I threw a party one time for WrestleMania and threw on a Triple H shirt and watched this man lose. Now, it's not cool to throw a party in your own home, change clothing to represent a wrestler. Then watch him lose. Yeah, yeah. Over, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not cool. Um, so uh, I went there wanting him to. I've actually wanted him to lose since the last bout, with that last Hell in a Cell. I've been rooting for him to just lose okay. uh, against anyone, anyone at WrestleMania. I just wanted him to lose. Uh, so during that match, I was actually cheering for Lesnar the entire time, and then when he loses. We lost. It hit three. First of all, <laughs> uh, I kind of, I kind of zoned out. Because um, yeah. like you think you, like like the 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 initial thought was I just saw history. It wasn't more like oh my gosh. It was like oh my gosh, this is history. Oh my gosh, he lost. Oh my gosh, I'm a wizard. Um. <laughs> Because I wish I would want him to lose, um, but no, it's like, it's like I, I didn't even realize how I didn't even realize the camera was on me. Because when you're sitting in front of WrestleMania, if you're staring at the camera, something's wrong with you. <laughs> if you're staring at a screen, if you're staring at a monitor behind you or to the side, I don't know about anyone, but I value every dollar I spend. Yeah, if I'm sitting in front row, I'm looking at the the mat. Like this, this better be. Like it. I'm not looking at anything else. So, anyway, um, I didn't even realize I was on camera until the next match with some guy tapping my shoulder saying, Hey, you're mean. And I was like, Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. And um, then I was walking up the stadium because you, you're, again, I'm still sucked into the show. Wrestling is my soap opera, right? Yeah. So, I'm distracted. So, um, I was carrying my chair, the chair they give you when you sit a ringside or whatever. Um, and I was carrying it up, and people were like, hey, let's take a picture. I'm like, whatever. And then um, I left, and then people were like, it's you. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I don't really comprehend what's happening. Uh, And then then someone said, I'm tagging you on Twitter, and and they're like, what's your Twitter name? At Ellis Embed. And I'm like, oh, crap. I just gave someone my real name. And then the next day, I... Guess went viral or something, but um, 
uh, it, I mean, and I know I said like, "Hey, I'm, I'm, I was rooting for Lesnar," but it genuinely was a shocking moment. Like, he, he, like even I, I still remember to to this day watching the ref look confused. Yeah, you know, like it, like having everyone be like, "What just happened? Did he die? Like, what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, it was crazy. Uh, I remember, like, it was dead silence in the in the arena. Like, Wait, you, you you were there? No, no, I was watching, and I remember. Of course, there's dead silence at my WrestleMania party, but I was not in the arena that that one. But I remember even watching it back. Like it's just like a collective gasp, and the ref is confused. The fans are confused. Like everybody's like, "Did did that really? Nah, wait. They just made a mistake. Like everyone just thought like this has got to be a mistake." And uh, your your expression like captured the world's feeling at that moment. And I think that's exactly what it was. It was just like, wait, whoa, did that? Nah, like that didn't right. that didn't just happen. Almost no matter who you were rooting for, it was just like you didn't expect that. You know, it felt like oh, not at all. The Undertaker's legacy is to win at WrestleMania. Like it's just it's just gonna happen. You know, and right. I felt like man, like you said, like was he dead? Like is this an injury thing? Like they had to just end this match? Like what just happened? And right. I happened to be a. Um, a bigger African American male, and uh, and a lot of people thought initially when they saw your photo that it was me because I wear glasses, <laughs> and that was the first thing I thought because I started getting texts. People were like, "Yo, is that you on TV?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, what's going on?" So it made me research it a little more and uh, and find you online, and I was like, and I think I posted the picture of you saying like that wasn't me or something like that right and um and then the next year at wrestlemania i did a i did a similar kind of a reenactment of your photo when uh when sting lost <laughs> and, and uh i was at the show in uh in san jose and uh <laughs> and i did a reenactment of that because i was maybe not just as genuinely shocked but pretty shocked anyway dude, dude okay first of all triple h Killed Sting in the actual intro of his match, like of his entrance. <laughs> okay, like, like you know he's gonna lose. Triple H is the king of WrestleMania intros. I, I, I can, I can definitely agree with that. Right. Trailed only by Undertaker, maybe at a close second, but like, I, yeah, the introduction was amazing, and so I, I probably knew at that point, like, yeah, yeah, game's going over. Like, this is mm. not. <laughs> Right, but yeah, I don't know. I felt like this is Sting's probably only WrestleMania appearance. I just thought, I don't know, man. I, I felt like this is this is something they could let him go out on and and be happy about. But um, I guess not. Anyway, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, moving on. Uh, I'm I'm also a big Triple H fan. Maybe not as much in the last few years, but yes, uh, Triple H was a big part of the rise of I guess the popularity of wrestling in my home he was he was the man you know i mean the mcmahon helmsley era was was big you know and that was and he was the guy behind that so so yeah he's a big part of many of my biggest wrestling moments so uh so i got love for the game as well good good (laughs) right so so we can we can be friends all right so now moving forward way forward um just since leaving that arena i mean I would imagine that thing. I mean, internet memes. I've been made a few memes myself in my day, so um, I can say that internet meme culture is maybe there's like a two three week window if it's a very popular thing, and then it's kind of over with. Um, later on, and I, maybe it was the next WrestleMania where you actually met Undertaker. Is that was that correct? Was it the next WrestleMania? No, so I'm actually I met him at thirty before the match, before anything happened. Oh wow! And then, then I met him again this past WrestleMania thirty-two. Okay. And uh, yeah, that was fun. Did he re- recognize you from the meme? Well, yeah. So someone from WWE security recognized me, <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, if you don't tell him who you are, I'm going to tell him who you are. <laughs> I was like, what? So anyway, the guy told him anyway. So he was waiting for me. So oh wow! I, I go up there and for, first of all, the guy's so 
I don't know. Maybe because I do the whole strength athlete stuff now, mm-hmm. and I, I got. I guess it when you in, in this in my network is more like you flock together out of nowhere. Yeah. So like I met a lot of people he trains with in in Texas. Okay. Uh, and so it, it was just weird. I was like hearing about his training habits, how he acts at the gym, and um, and. So when I met him, it was like more like it wasn't shocking how nice he was because I've already heard about it mm-hmm. from all the people who trains every day with. Um, so it was a very pleasant conversation. He was like he he saw me, he shook my hand, brought me in real close. He said, <laughs> "I'm gonna make I'm gonna give you something to be shocked about," and I was like, <laughs> and I was like better. And we and it's it, when we smiled, the smile on his face, the smile on my face, it was. A hundred percent genuine. He's a cool guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I gave him a plaque to sign, and okay, it was probably a poor choice to have him sign because hmm. even he was like, "There's no way this is going to look good." Like he could, like he was genuinely concerned about how this was going to look. Mm-hmm. So as as he's trying to do that, I'm like, "Hey, I was wondering if we could swap poses," and then. Uh, a rep who was with them said he doesn't do that. Then uh, a rep who I don't know if I should say his name, but a rep who was with him said he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> okay. And then Taker said, how about you do what you want to do and I do what I want to do? So I didn't even see him look shocked until I saw the picture. Okay. <laughs> and I had, I had an inkling because everyone in line freaked out when he when he looked shocked and I did my Undertaker pose. Right. <laughs> uh, and that turned back to me, he had a big old smile. I, I can tell you, even though you can tell kindness with people smiling. Yes. That that's a that's a nice guy, and I can tell. Oh, after knowing uh, how he has to train. So, Taker has some knee issues, right? Right. Uh, to the point where he has to row for a long period of time to get the knee fluid. Hmm. But they have to get the, they have to make the knee workable so he can do his training. That's a lot of pain he has to go through. And I, when I heard that, I saw we had to do the warm up of his knee for an hour. I was like, oh god. And, and, and it's not because I, I know what he has to get done. I know the pain it, it, that that it takes without injury. So to know that and to know that he's doing it for what for our entertainment. Yeah. Like we can say whatever we want to say about wrestlers or entertainers, whatever. That that guy to have to do what he has to do to get warmed up, to still train, to still be active. Uh. It, he he goes above and beyond. Uh, so to see him hearing that he's coming back to do SmackDown and stuff, hmm. uh, um, that's he's yeah, that's a tough man. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I mean these guys in general might go through a lot, but that that's a great story to let people know like what these guys go through just to be able to entertain us. Like I'm sure just for him to get up the strength to walk out to the ring and the, the let alone perform you know what i mean what? it's like that's 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 amazing you know and just yeah. to, just to entertain us and listen to some smarks say how how great or not so great they think he he looks you know and yeah. um so it's it's crazy to see to think to hear that man that's a such a dope story yeah all right well now that we got that out of the way let's talk about survivor series shall we Yes, shall we? All right. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a minute. We're going to go into Survivor Series 2016 with my special guest, Ellis Embe. We'll see you in a sec. Hey party people, it's Kate Murdoch here And I want to talk to you about something real fresh, real new That myself and Mega Ran are doing now And it involves you, the fans Myself and Mega Ran just launched a Patreon A monthly way for you all to subscribe to us and what we do For as little as one buck a month You'll get free exclusive downloads A guaranteed song a month And if you pledge at the $10 level You'll get a free project a month Whether it be something we do together Whether it's something solo a side project that I engineer or produce is guaranteed exclusive for you Patreon supporters. So, 
If you really like what we do, then this is the time to get down and join us. We are trying to bring back that Nintendo Fun Club vibe because this is essentially a fan club for the real fans. So check it out. Patreon.com slash bits and rhymes. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash bits and rhymes. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Thank you. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Mega Ran back with more Matt Mania. Ooh, yeah. Talking about Survivor Series 2016, which is coming up, giving our predictions and thoughts on what's going to happen. So there's a lot at stake in this Survivor Series. It's not just, you know, team against team, which they did bring back, which is cool. They had decided to add some stakes to the first couple of matches. Um, Cruiserweight Championship apparently and cruiserweight division is on the line in the first match the brian kendrick versus kalisto for not just the cruiserweight championship but for the whole division which show it will go to now uh i just heard that the wwe just announced a new cruiserweight tv show that's going to be coming on the network called 205 live at first i was like 205 that's like the i think it's the like area code for like Alabama or something. So first thing I thought, don't ask me why I know that, but but if you do ask, it's because uh, Ruben Stuttered from uh, American Idol used to always wear it on his shirts. I don't know why I know that. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I should be on an episode of Jeopardy one day. But anyway, Seriously. I don't know why I know that. Every, t- every day he used to come out wearing a 205 shirt and be like, yo, represent 205, it's, it's in Alabama, you know. And um, anyway, 205 Live is not a reference to Alabama. It's a reference to the weight limit at, in the cruiser division. And um, that will come out, a start. I think it's starting next week or a week after that. After SmackDown Live ends, it'll be only on the network. So with that being said, it sounds like to me that the cruiserweights will move from Raw because there's already a show happening and the show will come on after SmackDown Live. So if that means anything, then I think Kalisto wins the championship. Uh, any thoughts on this, Ellis? I, okay, and, and my opinions are coming purely from the whole, I'm a fan, I'm looking at business. Um, I don't like Kalisto. <laughs> um, I don't like him. Yeah. I, uh, I like Kendrick. I think he can represent the brand and the, the, the vision better. Um, I know his style is different. I feel he he him being champion is entertainment entertaining for this whole division. Mm-hmm. So I think him winning, even though the the, the show is coming up, is the show actually taped? Was it really live or? Um, that I, I think it is live. I think really? it's going to be like right after the tapings. Like they're just going to run another show. Direct, oh. directly after SmackDown tapings. Well, then you just ruined the magic, uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, guess uh, I guess SmackDown has to win. Um, yeah, we know too much. I think I, I feel like them announcing it was was way too premature. Um, but you never know. Like I do, I agree with you on Kendrick. He's the only guy in cruiserweight in the cruiserweight weight division with a story. You know, the rest of these guys are just high-flying, flippy action dudes with no story. He's the only one with a story. I really do think he should stay. Um, Plus, I think um, the title just changed hands at the last pay-per-view. Hell in a Cell, I was there, and that was was a good show. But um, so, I don't know. Hot potatoing the title isn't something uh, I think is good for, for the integrity of the title. So, I feel like... And Raw being a longer show, it's it's a better fit to have them on there and then have it's, their show. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I think you know Kalisto what? wins. I'm going Kendrick. Okay. Calling it official. That's right. it. Okay. It's called. Uh, so we're split on that one, which um, either way, I won't be particularly upset, but I do want Kendrick to have it. And um, I feel like it's weird when they take something away from a show. Like, I don't know if they should really start doing that yet. Unless they're moving players and pieces around, you know. But anyway, Intercontinental title. The Miz versus Sami Zayn. Uh, I know you don't get to watch SmackDown, but last week on SmackDown, uh, The Miz 
beat Dolph Ziggler for the title um, in his uh, his rematch and uh, right before the pay-per-view. That that doesn't happen very often, so I thought that was right. interesting to, to do that. So I really feel like this one is going to have some shenanigans. Uh, I think that since Dolph is not in a match at Survivor Series, which is crazy, he's going to interfere. And then he's going to attempt to interfere to make Miz lose, but he's going to help Sami Zayn or cost Sami Zayn rather and keep the belt on uh, on their show just so he can have another shot at it. So I don't know, but I do think Miz keeps the belt. Um, I don't know if Sami's ready yet. And Miz is he's such a great heel. I think that his heel work is great right now on SmackDown. He's probably the number two guy. Number two bad guy between behind uh, AJ. So, and he's got to stay so he can feud with uh, with Daniel Bryan a little more. And so I don't know. Do you, have, did you ever think you would be saying those words? That he <laughs> never heal. Never, never, ever. Oh my gosh! But he is the, But it's legit. Big. Like it's such legit heat. Like people really hate this guy. Like it's not just oh he cheated. It's like they hate him because they think he can't wrestle. They hate him because of his attitude, you know. So it's so legit that like giving him camera time just makes people angry, you know. So it works. So I don't watch SmackDown, but I watch Smack Talk because, uh, like I want I'm back home in time to watch that. Um, mm-hmm. And two, I was committed after seeing that Daniel Bryan Miz. Uh, segment, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, Oh, I have to watch this every day. I don't even care if I, I don't watch the show, I don't care, whatever. I have to follow this. Um, I think so. The U.S. title is not on the line, correct? Not on this pay per view, no. That means I feel that the Miz is going to win. Okay, I, it, it just it, you can't have both titles on one show and the cruiserweights. And no, it doesn't make any sense. Correct. Correct. That's me talking as a business thing. I agree. As a fan, fan, I like bad guys. Freaking Miz is awesome. Give he Zane. It it may be too early for Zane to to get this title, but I think if there's some way they can get Zane on SmackDown, Mm. like because like they were talking. I was watching. I can't remember if it was SmackDown, but they were talking about potentially doing trades. Yeah. Now, if they could, yeah, if they could get Sami Zayn to SmackDown, or maybe there's a twist where he wins it and then he like calls Shane out and says, "Hey, I want to move to SmackDown" or something like that. Well, that'd be great. That'd be a cool twist. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's the only way it happens. I, th- I think the belt stays on SmackDown somehow. Yeah. So I think we agree on that. So Miz will probably somehow leave with it, but if not, maybe some Sami Zayn shenanigans. Right. All right. Next up, we got a tag team elimination match. This is like every team ever (laughs) assembled. So we got Team Raw, which is the New Day, Gallows and Anderson, Sheamus and Cesaro, Enzo and Big Cass, the Shining Stars versus Team SmackDown, Heath Slater and Rhino, Usos, American Alpha, Breezango, and the Hype Bros. So they have 10 guys in this. uh, So Real quick, I haven't watched a traditional Survivor Series match in a while. How does this work? So if a team, like if one guy gets pinned, the whole team's eliminated? Is that how it works? It shouldn't be that way. Because even old school Survivor Series, even like the, well, I'm not sure how the rules are now. But old school Survivor Series, even if the, let's say the Rockers were in the match. Mm-hmm. And Marty got kicked out. Oh, I'm aging myself. If Marty is uh, kicked out, <laughs> right? If, he, if, he's, if he's out of the match, Sean's still in. So, uh, okay. I, I would. You're still there until this be. That'll be a long match. Yeah, that'll be a very long match. So they're probably going to change it for this. I'm thinking, and just have one person eliminate the whole team. Um, I don't know. I, any prediction on this? Anything? Uh, <laughs> just me, and I think that it will probably be Team SmackDown winning. Because Gallows and, and um, oh, wow, Luke and Gallows are probably going to betray the entire team. Yeah. 
I'm I, thinking I, some betrayal is going to happen. I think I can agree with that. It seems like the Raw team isn't quite on the same page. Gallows and Anderson are, might wind up just turning their back. Or Sheamus turns his back. Who knows? So I could see that happening. But you think that that would cost Raw the match probably and let SmackDown win it. Yeah, SmackDown is a, is a unit right now. There, there, there are no cracks in that team. Yeah, that's true. All right. <laughs> They have the super the suplex kings on their team. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I think, super- I'm right. hoping American Alpha has a good showing. Uh, you know, and uh, maybe they're them in the new day are the last ones remaining or something cool like that. Um, that'd be cool to see. Yeah. All right. So I think I think I agree with you on this. I'm gonna say SmackDown because they're more unified. But well, nah. I was gonna say oh the new day and they're you know the champs are yeah. there, but. I don't know. The SmackDown champs are there, too. So doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, right. And usually whenever the New Day is in a non-title situation, they lose. I noticed that. So yep. they're probably going to lose there. All right. I think I agree with you on that. Team SmackDown. Blue brand on the tag match. Next, women's 5-on-5 elimination. We got Team Raw, which is Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Nia, Jax, and Alicia Fox versus Team SmackDown. Becky, Nikki, Bella, Alexa Bliss, Naomi, and Carmella. Now, uh, any thoughts on this? I think it seems like Team Raw's kind of on the same page. They're getting there. Charlotte and Sasha have been arguing, but they seem to be together. Probably not as much as SmackDown, but you got Nikki and Carmella who hate each other and Becky and Alexa. So, I don't know. Uh, any thoughts on this match? Um, I feel like the Raw team is like the freaking dream team. Yeah, they're the absolute best. Um, real quick, who knocked out Nikki's tooth? Um, I think it was Carmella. Oh, the SmackDown's done. Yeah, SmackDown. Yeah, that's done. Uh, you can say whatever you want to say to me. You knock, knock my tooth out. I'm gonna go in the ring and knock your tooth out. It's over. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's done. It's done. Well, I mean, I agree. Raw's team is a is a dream team. Like these are like it's so stacked. I mean, even though Bailey probably hasn't been used to the best of her ability on Raw, it's still it's such a it's such a power team with with Nia Jax. Alicia Fox is meh, but so much oh, as a team. But as oh, a team, gosh. they got they got like Nia Jax alone could could give most of these these girls a, a run. So. I gotta say, Team Raw, this is gonna, this is gonna be. Eh, they'll make it closer than it's supposed to be, but I feel like this would be a landslide in most cases. Um, so yeah, we agree on that, Team Raw. And now the dudes, uh, the men's five on five elimination is Team Raw: Kevin Owens with co-captain Chris Jericho, uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Big Braun Strowman, or Biff Strongman as we call him. And uh, versus Team SmackDown, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Shane McMahon. Now, this is a surprise to me because I, I missed the last couple of SmackDowns, but I caught the last one and they updated me. I was like, how did Shane get into this match? Didn't they have uh, Baron Corbin in it? Yeah. What happened? And what happened was Kalisto went on some evil streak and injured uh, Baron Corbin. Like wait wait hold on hold on wait wait Kalisto is a heel yeah he's kind of heel well n- not really because I think Baron's a heel nobody likes him so right. but Kalisto got some attitude and like slammed his knee into like the steel stairs and did all kinds of crazy stuff to him and hurt him so I I wonder what that's about like I have no idea what that's about like did they just change their mind like oh nah he's not ready get him out of there or did they think like this will build some heat for Kalisto, so maybe you'll think he'll actually turn it up and beat Brian Kendrick? I, I don't know. It was really strange to me. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um. Well. Oh wow. Um. So we want to call which team? All right. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to a couple of things happening in this match. Um, seeing. Roman and Rollins on the same team again and how that's going to work. Watching Braun Strowman 
destroy, hopefully, Shane McMahon. I think that'll be fun to watch. Um, Shane will probably jump off something high. Uh, <laughs> Bray, seeing Bray and Braun Strowman face-to-face, that'll be cool to see. Um, I don't know. Uh, this one, to me, is a bit of a toss-up. Uh, looks like both of them weren't exactly on the same page. But um, it's like each team has one guy that's down with one of the other guys. So it's like, right. you know, you got a chance of two guys just, you know, going for self. Um, I really do want to see Strowman, like, just kick butt in this match. Um, I think that would be cool to see. But um, considering what we think is going to happen early in this card, like Intercontinental Championship stays with SmackDown, and a cruiserweight championship, a cruiserweight division stays with, well, no, actually, I think we said it moves yeah. to SmackDown. So if we think that those things, then SmackDown's winning the big matches. So I, I think Raw has to take this one. Uh, I don't know. So the only, okay, the only reason why I'm leaning towards Raw is not because of the, you know, the trend, but more because Taker threatened. Whoever loses. Mm. Uh, so you just gave us something we want, which is Taker wrestling. Someone who, call, you know, and Taker getting upset and lightning and death falling. <laughs> um, he kills people. Anyway, um, that's a bad thing. Um, I, that's the only reason why I feel that Raw might win. And again, I didn't want to see the angry Taker. Um, but I would love I, to see that too. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing a triple power bomb from the Shield on AJ Styles, mm. uh, because that's going to happen. Because no one likes AJ Styles. Right. Okay, that's a good point. Right. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. I uh, and then also 15 RKO's. Uh, I think. Wow, this is hard. I'm gonna go. Team Raw. Gosh. Yeah, I think so, too. I think the big story, uh, someone mentioned to me that they think Randy Orton could possibly switch sides here. Um, He just aligned himself with Bray Wyatt like a couple weeks ago, like calling him a god and all this stuff. Right. And a lot of people don't believe it. They're like, oh, Randy's going to flip flop on him, you know, so that could happen. Um, mm-hmm. Shane could wind up being the weakest link and causing you know everyone to get mad at him. You know that could happen, um, or you know, like you said, the Shield could just thrash AJ, and then uh, you know that could wind up you know hurting them. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna pick Raw only because I because of the trends. I think I'm gonna follow the trends here, and I feel like Raw needs it a little more. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's an easy favorite because you got you got two champions on their team. You got KO and Roman. Uh, you got Seth, who's the biggest face probably in wrestling, arguably. And, you know, and uh, I don't know. But I would pick Raw. And so I think we agree on that. Yep. Team Raw. All right. Red Brand takes it. Uh, maybe uh, something I could. But you know what? I think it would be even cooler. All right, I think I just figured it out. Raw is gonna win. Now, oh wait, what you figure out? Raw wins, right? Mm-hmm. SmackDown's all beat up in the ring, and then the lights go out, bong, and then we go to some commercial or something, or Undertaker <laughs> just pops up on the screen and says "Rest in peace," and then they all get scared. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. okay, next the mega match, thirteen years in the making. Brock Lesnar, I'm sorry, Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. All right. Um, I have absolutely no hope for this match being good. I'm gonna just be honest with you here. Wow. Oh my god. I have no expectations because. That always get let down when it comes to expectations. Okay. You remember how the last match went with these guys, right? Yep. 
No uh, care. What was that? Two thousand three, four. I don't know. Uh, WrestleMania twenty. Um, uh, Stone Cold's the referee. Goldberg goes over. Crowd boos the entire match because they know that both of them are leaving. Um, mm. Do you know what's also happening this weekend in Toronto as far as WWE events? So they're having all their events happen this weekend in Toronto. Saturday will be an NXT takeover. Sunday will be Survivor Series. Monday will be Raw, all in Toronto. Um, The NXT event is going to be amazing, as they always are. Yes. They're going to leave it all on, on the mat. And this will be the last match of a very long pay-per-view night. And they're going to get booed out the building again. They will get booed out of the building. The crowd is going to hijack this match. I already see it happening. Yeah. This is not going to be a fun match to watch because the crowd is going to instantly boo them both out of the building. That's my prediction. Wait, sorry. Did you think give us, did you just give me a winner? You just get that's your prediction. The winner is the crowd. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Know. Uh, okay, I didn't give you a winner. Okay, honestly, I think Brock wins. It, it's pretty clear. I mean, they don't necessarily let part timers get over unless it's Brock. And so uh, I think Goldberg coming back for a one and done is to kind of put his friend over him and him and Brock are friends. And um, I think it's to put his friend over and allow his kid to see him in the ring. Um, Sid Vicious had a great tweet about this, and he he said pretty much the same thing. He's like, this is great. Everybody wins. Hopefully they just get out there and make, you know, and and have a good match. That's the that's the really the only question mark. But Goldberg gets to come back. His kids get to see him and, um, you know, and they sell some video games. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Brock wins and continues being a beast. Maybe you know, bust Goldberg open the hard way or something. And uh, yeah, I think he's the only one employed by the, by WWE, so it only makes sense for him to win. So I and it evens their uh, their thing. They're one and one. And then maybe five, ten years from now, they get a third match. But oh no. Uh, no, no, probably not. But honestly, I will. I, I gotta say, I think Brock wins, but I think it's gonna be a very sorry um, match. I don't think it's gonna go well. <laughs> so I think Goldberg wins, um, but with shenanigans, something happened that cost that will cost Brock the match. Um, hmm. Or Brock just beats the crap out of Goldberg but that won't happen because mm-hmm. Goldberg wouldn't come back and allow that to happen I don't think Goldberg will come back and will lose this is a comeback match it's really do you think do you think Sting came back to lose did you think that would happen okay, okay, okay but Sting is <laughs> an old school guy Sting would take the loss mm-hmm. I don't think Goldberg is like come back here and play, you know, when, when with this business and showing his child that he, he could wrestle, he's not going to take a brutal beating. But that's uh, what that was Goldberg's thing. Like his whole whole career, he's been he was pegged as a selfish dude who didn't want to lose. And so for him to come back and do that, I think it cleans up his image to do it. I don't know. That's what I think. I think that this is this is everybody getting like a redemption. You know, like. People think I don't want to lose, then I'll come out and I'll lose, you know, that kind of thing. Well, who, I, I have a feeling that there's someone that we're not thinking about that I can't think of that might return and cost Brock the match and get it and lead us into another pay per view and then let Goldberg win. But, um, um do you, I, did you wait, wait, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> No, nah, just just kidding. It would no nah, no. Nah. Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. No, that that wouldn't happen. We need Ross for that. But uh, no, I I think something's going to happen because we after this, then what for Brock? Brock typically, I mean, we we try to see, or at least they try to put out something where there's a continuing story for Brock. 
and this is just out of nowhere, and if it ends, then what? There's nothing else for him. We need something else for Brock to do at the Rumble, and I think that there's a possibility of someone coming back, I don't know who, and interfering and costing him the match, so he so Goldberg can leave on top. That's just me putting it out there. I might be 100% wrong, mm. but uh, I, I just don't feel... I, I have this feeling that they, they need a story for Brock for his next match, opposed to just put him in random uh, expedition mode on W2K. That's really uh, what it is. Like he's he's the attraction match. He's this like the special exhibition match. Like that doesn't mean anything. Um, right. Maybe he whoops Goldberg and then gets on the mic and says like I want a title shot, you know, or something like that. I don't know. Oh, um, against who? Kevin Owens? Oh ooh. my god. Uh, oh, oh, Owens or AJ? I would love to see either of those. AJ versus no, 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 AJ. no, 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 power bombs AJ and you know somehow he loses the match for Team Smackdown it's Taker versus AJ mm. and so that, at, uh, what what's the December one I guess TLC or whatever so not like a like a Wrestlemania event but like a man Taker and AJ I would love to see that yeah interesting well well there we go um, overall are you expecting this to be a good pay-per-view? I expect good wrestling and a good show. Uh, and I think we will get that with all the hype, with all the cross-show stuff. I think we're, we're going to be entertained. All right. I hope so. I think so. I mean, I just all I want is for the main, the last match to not end like uh, Brock and Orton did. With like, oh, that was tough. You know, yeah, that was, that was just rough, man. I had a hard time. Were, were you there? No, no, I wasn't at that one. Oh, that was tough. <laughs> uh, I can't even imagine. Like, just watching that at home was tough. So, yeah. It was yeah. a little hard to watch. So, I I hope we don't get that. Like, no one wants to see Goldberg bludgeon like that. I mean, no one wants to see that. So, I don't know. But I'm just hoping for a good one. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope the, the crowd doesn't completely boo those dudes out of the building and, and make it and, like, hijack that match. But that's what I think is going to happen. Um, but maybe it'll be a good match. Anyway, well, thank you so much for joining me, dude. Uh, we got a chance to talk wrestling. We talked your beginnings. Um, now, I'm going to ask you a question that I always ask my guests. If you were a WWE superstar and you were about to come through those curtains into the ring, what would be your theme music? Ooh, uh, it would be 24 Carat by um, Bruno Mars. Hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. Nice. That's a good pick. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down for a party, and hopefully the crowd pop for me each time I come out <laughs> until they get sick of the record. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they would pop for, for Bruno Mars' record. Uh, and then at WrestleMania, Bruno could come out with you and sing it. That'd be cool. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks so much, man. All right, uh, Ellis, let the people know how they can find you online if they want to rant at you or have a cool meme to show you. What, <laughs> how would be, what would be the way to reach you? Uh, <laughs> at Ellis Embe. That's my Twitter. So that's E L L I S. M B E H. Um, that's where I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, the same name, but a period between my first and last name. And that's really it. You can probably just Google me and find me. I'm 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 pretty uh, discoverable. So, yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, thank you, Ellis, for doing this. We had a we we worked hard to make this happen within everybody's schedule. So I appreciate you. Uh, Working with me, being flexible on that. 
No problem, man. Thank you for having me, man. All right. I'll talk to you soon. And um, I'll be tweeting at you during Survivor Series. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were right. Or I know. Uh, or I'll just put, like, random gifts of sadness. <laughs> oh, man. All right, dude. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Peace. All right. Peace.